Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. A group of Republicans led by uh, Speaker Mike Johnson are down at the border, and um, we are hearing a lot of calls for if something isn't happen- doesn't happen at the border, then we're going to shut down. The- they're going to shut down the government on January the nineteenth. Joining us right now is Drew McKissick. He's a chairman of the South Carolina GOP, the vice chair of the RNC. Drew, welcome to the program. Happy New Year to you, sir. Man, Happy New Year to you. I hope you're all rested and relaxed. Absolutely. Well, you know what? No, no. I'll just, I'll just say that there just seemed to be this, this, this pallor of gloom and doom over all the celebrations this year because we know that this is an election year and things are going to get loud. Well, they are, you know, but you know, you have to, you have to occasionally recharge your batteries so you can deal with what's coming yeah. because it is coming. As you point yeah. out. I mean, look. You hear the cliche all the time. This is the most important election in our lifetime, and the problem is every election that comes around turns out to be the most important election in our lifetime because yeah. the stakes keep going up. Uh, and that's what we're looking at this year. And the border is a big part of that. Exactly right. So uh, a lot of people are calling for the Republicans to shut down the government if something doesn't get done uh, about what's going on at the border. Uh, and that's that's what comes with the power of the purse, right? It does. And that's certainly something that uh, the House guys uh, have, I think, rightfully talking about putting on the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, it's, when it comes to Congress, you got the House and you got the Senate and you got the president when it comes to legislation. Uh, the House has the power of the purse. You know, all uh, um, you know, spending related bills have to originate in the House. Uh, that gives them a little bit of leverage uh, than they would have if they were in the minority. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's a negotiation. I mean, obviously, we're not going to get everything we want. It would be nice to at least get a little bit of what we want. I mean, it would be nice to be able to at least get put a stake in the ground when it comes to how we have to control our border. And, you know, to be quite honest, you wouldn't even have to talk about things that are radical. I mean, hey, you yeah. can just go back to doing things the way they were doing it during Barack Obama's term, for goodness sake, and it would yeah. be more conservative than what we've got right now. <laughs> yeah, well, even Jim Jordan said much today— less, Much less during Trump's term. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jim Jordan said today, all you got to do is go back to the policies that work. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, again, comes back down to, you know, how much pain uh, do Democrats want on uh, some of their priorities. And, you know, again, there's no way we're going to stop everything. But, you know, th- this is an issue that is becoming a problem politically for Democrats. We are in an election year now. Uh, they're looking at, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the American people and even a lot of Democrats now uh, in blue cities, Chicago, yeah. New York, Los Angeles, you know, who are beginning to squeal like stuck pigs because they've got 25 or 30 or 40,000 illegal aliens showing up in their cities. Meanwhile, you know, Texas has had uh, between Texas, Nevada and Arizona, we've had something like 300,000 in the last you know, 30 days. Right. Say. And, so, and, and by the way, yeah. in, in the same month in 2020, we had 40,000. Yeah, exactly. So, so I, <laughs> I mean, I'm not real sure what Kareem Jean-Pierre is talking about when she says, you know, this is ebb and flow. That's a heck of an ebb. Well, well, uh, there's a little bit more, more context there than she's willing to yeah. know, let's put it that way. That's yeah. a polite way to put it. 
Uh, or you could just say she's lying, you know, but right. both will be accurate. Uh, but clearly, I think Democrats uh, are going to want to make some kind of a deal uh, politically, because I think, if nothing else, uh, at least the smart ones who are in purple districts know that it's in their best interest. So I think you can see something serious get past the House. And then the question is, what happens over in the Senate? Or does Joe Biden you know, threaten to veto? Well, again, he's in an election year. Right. Uh, and, and again, I mean, you know, it's not talk, like we're talking about just tinkering around the edges here. I mean, again, last month, what was it, a quarter of a million? This month, uh, I mean, the previous month was a quarter of a million. This past month was over 300,000. Right. Uh, you know, most in history, uh, it's becoming evident now. Polls are showing it. American people are paying attention. Even Democrats are paying attention. So I, I don't see how something doesn't get done. Now, the question is, uh, is it enough? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Joe Biden going to be giving two speeches coming up tomorrow. He's going to be at Valley Forge. And then on Saturday, he's going to be at Mother Emanuel AME Church down in Charleston. Uh-huh. Both of these right. speeches are really going to be focused on conservative Republican voters. <laughs> you know, Well, you know, I mean— We've got a guy who's up for re-election now who, uh, who knows he's in trouble. They're seeing the polls. They're seeing the demographic breakdowns, by the way, in the yeah. polls uh, when it comes to African-American voters, Hispanic-American voters, Asian-American voters, uh, young voters, by the way, yeah. 18 to 34. Uh, you know, they have got serious problems. And a lot of the, the Democrat, uh, you know, uh, commentariat, if you will, are starting to wet the bed. Uh, and you're seeing more and more of these guys showing up on cable TV, more and more op-eds showing up on websites online. Hey, you know, we need to think, start thinking about options, or, yeah, Joe really is kind of old and a start yeah. the show. And, you know, so you're going to see a lot more of that. And, you know, the question is, at what point does Joe, you know, truly fish or cut bait here? Right. Uh, and then what do they do on their side of the street? Yeah, what do they do on their side of the street? All right, let's talk about the big news from last night, the Epstein list. That got released. Um, Any surprises there? I mean, Bill Clinton's name was mentioned uh, very prominently in this uh, document. Uh, Are we going to start taking down uh, plaques and statues to Bill Clinton and removing paintings from public places anytime soon? I'll hold my breath just like you will, I'm sure. I mean, I mean, look, it wasn't a surprise. I mean, this has been talked about for a long time. Uh, And, you know, from other people, you know, uh, uh, other sources and folks who were around at the time who pretty well confirmed, yeah, he did take a lot of trips and he did go down that way a good bit. So it doesn't surprise us to see that. You know, the question is, you know, after this is all said and done, how much in the way of facts actually do come out? uh, I suspect, as with a lot of these type of things, you'll see a lot of – uh, you know, um, wheeling and dealing with prosecutors in order to, you know, prevent us from going further down that path, yeah. prevent public from seeing further down that path. That would not shock me. No, it wouldn't shock me at, e- at all. Uh, so the Democrats are not only are they trying to keep Trump off the ballot uh, in Maine, Colorado, all these places. They're also trying to keep other Republicans yeah. off the ballot as well yeah. by using lawfare. How do you think these yeah. things are going to hold up in the Supreme Court? Well, that's, yeah, I, I suspect the whole thing is going to get thrown out in the Supreme Court because there has to be one standard nationwide when it comes to this. Uh, the, you know, we had someone try the same thing here in South Carolina, right, uh, right. a guy out of Texas. You know, he sued the Election Commission and then sued the state Republican Party to keep Trump off the ballot. We went into court. 
uh, and to vigorously defend our right to put whoever we want on our ballot as a Republican Party. Right. Uh, and the filing deadline with the election commissioner, the certification deadline, rather, was this past Friday. I certified seven names to the ballot. The judge, federal district court judge, has not spoken out uh, uh, since uh, the last round of uh, paperwork that we sent in a few weeks back, which leads me to believe he's just going to you know, ignore it. Uh, and, um, you know, so our names are confirmed and we don't have to worry about anybody getting kicked off here. It doesn't seem like right now in Colorado, uh, so it here. The, 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 the GOP in Colorado said, uh, fine, we'll just have a caucus and there's nothing you can do about that. Is that also an right. option? Absolutely. Absolutely. So under national party rules, states can have primaries or they can have caucuses or they can have conventions. Mm-hmm. Those are three different ways where we can elect because what you're doing on the primary and the nomination side, really, is you're electing delegates and you're binding delegates you know, to vote for a specific choice on a specific number of ballots at the national convention. Uh, so, you know, th- there's nothing to say, you know, if we even if they couldn't put him on the ballot, they could hold a convention and, you know, have a Trump slate passed around on the convention or mm-hmm. a slate for any other candidate. People could vote for that slate. You're electing delegates to go to Milwaukee to vote for a specific candidate for president. They, the delegates, actually elect a nominee. Right. Right. So, and again, it's just one of those things where a lot of these things don't work the way a lot of people think they work. Right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. I mean, it's, it gets pretty confusing. But well, I, and it's the same thing also with the Electoral College. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, used to, it yeah. used to be until, what, the early 1900s, maybe, when candidates' actual names got put on the ballot. It used to be the electors for those candidates' yeah. names were on the ballot. Because technically, if you vote for a Republican candidate for president here in South Carolina, as far as law is concerned, you're actually voting for eight electors that have been put forward by the South Carolina Republican Party. You're not actually voting for the candidate. You're voting for those electors to go to Mark uh, Hammond's Secretary of State's office in December right. and cast those eight votes for that candidate. So what is what's uh, needed? Twelve thirty-five to win this year. Delegates. Uh, I think that's right. Yeah, right. Changes just a little bit from convention to convention. Right, that's about right. And we've got how many here in South Carolina? We have fifty. Fifty. Okay. Well, there you go. So we're a winner-take-all state. So whoever gets the most votes in South Carolina uh, on February twenty-fourth gets all fifty of our delegates. So it's I mean, it, 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 this is a critical time because, like you said, February 24th, we're coming up a little over a month from now. Um, people need Absolutely. to start getting involved. How can people get involved? Uh, because I always yeah. say the day you go to the polls is like your first day on the job. But you got to you got to work before that. Yeah, how do people how do people get more involved? Well, you can go to SCGOP.com, first off, and get on the email list because there's a lot of things you can sign up to do over the course of this election year. So, like you say, first thing is voting to pick a candidate in the primary. Uh, and then we have the local elections and primaries in June. But there's a lot of opportunities to get involved before that in terms of help with local organizations, signing up to be poll watchers, signing up to get trained to be a poll worker, by the way, standing at the poll, I mean, not standing at the polls watching, but sitting behind the table actually working to help run elections. Yeah. That's critical. Uh, and all throughout the rest of the year when it comes to voter turnout operations, whether it's phones, door knocking, et cetera, all that will be laid out to everybody who's on our list over the course of the year. So make sure you know what's going on. The first way to do that, go to our website, segop.com, and sign up today. Drew McKissick, vice chair of the RNC, chairman of the South Carolina GOP. Always a pleasure. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Have a great Take care. Bye-bye. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show, News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did do you remember it was back in one of the uh debates where and i forget which debate it was because they were all boring um but the question was raised would you support the eventual nominee? If you aren't the nominee, would you support the, 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 the Republican nominee? And everybody, some of them very reluctantly, raised their hands. Yeah, okay, fine, I'm on television, I have to do this. Well, apparently Chris Christie is uh, going back on his pledge. Let's take a listen to this. This is from MSNBC. If it's Biden versus Trump in the fall, would you vote for Donald Trump? No. So what? No, so he's not going to vote for Donald Trump if it's Biden versus Trump. He would This guy is so petty. And, and, and listen, we have seen so many people like this. I mean, I mean, heck, you just look at uh, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell refused to open the purse strings of the Senate to help out some some uh, Senate. Campaigns that because they knew that that, that they, he knew that Masters wasn't going to support him. As the either House uh, or, or I'm sorry, the Senate minority or majority leader, he knew Herschel Walker wasn't going to support him, so he didn't he didn't throw money at him. Remember this: every race, uh, ugh, every single race that the Republicans lost in the Senate in the last elections, every single race, the Republicans were outspent by the Democrats. Every single one of them. Murkowski won. She got a ton of money from Mitch McConnell because he wanted to remain in power. So now you've got uh, Chris Christie saying that he would not support Joe Biden. I mean, I'm sorry, he would not vote for Donald Trump if he would uh, if he were the eventual nominee. Well, it goes on. It goes even even worse than that. I mean, Chris Christie was on with the view. And he, <laughs> this guy. Uh, and then he goes on to say that he wouldn't pardon Trump if he were uh, if he became president. Well, Chris Christie uh, had a little run in with the ladies on The View as well. If lightning struck her tomorrow and she got the nomination, she'd take it. But that's not what she's playing for. And look, listen, you know this. When politicians don't want to commit to something, they don't. And what that means is it's counting it in. So give DeSantis credit for this. He said he would not take vice president under Trump under any circumstances. I've said I wouldn't take vice president under Trump. Nikki Haley won't say it. And I talked to a politician in South Carolina this weekend who knows her really well. And I said, am I reading this wrong? And he said to me, Governor, she would eat glass to get the vice presidential nomination under Trump. That's how ambitious she is. So, Alyssa, look, I'd be happy to support someone who had two traits. They had a better chance of beating Trump than I did, and they were actually willing to campaign against Trump. And maybe I'm unwilling me. to no, say it. To be honest, well, that's part of what and trust me, I find that. it craven and deeply frustrating. But the latest polling has you beating her, by, or I'm sorry, has you at a margin that if all of your support 
went to Nikki Haley would put her over Trump in New Hampshire. W wouldn't that still be a better gambit for democracy well, to have Nikki Haley as the And how insulting to my voters that, that, that you would think that just they would immediately just waltz over yeah, to Nikki Haley, even though Nikki Haley's called Donald Trump the right president for the right time. Yes, she did. Yeah. Even though she has said, I love this one. For some reason, chaos and drama follow him wherever he go. That's like an arsonist saying, for some reason, burning buildings follow me wherever. <laughs> no, that's like you, Chris Christie, saying, for some reason, I'm overweight. It's because of those damn donuts. It's just like, <laughs> right? Trump doesn't cause chaos. Chaos does follow him, but the chaos is not caused by him. The chaos is caused by the Democrats and people like Chris Christie. That's where the chaos comes from. Now, let's speak about Nikki Haley, because Nikki Haley and all the Nikki Haleyans out there, I love, the, I love that, the Haleyans. They're from another world. Um, apparently, Nikki Haley made some folks mad in Iowa. Let's take a listen to what she said while she was campaigning in New Hampshire. We have an opportunity to get this right, and I know we'll get it right. I trust you. I trust every single one of you. You know how to do this. You know Iowa starts it. You know that you correct it. You know that you continue to go. You know that Iowa starts it. You know that you correct it. So basically, she has just written off Iowa 100%. She doesn't even have to worry about Iowa anymore. And I don't think she really ever had a whole lot to worry about in Iowa anyway, because she wasn't polling all that well there to begin with. Let's just take a look at some of the polls. Let's see if we can find uh, the latest poll in Iowa. Here we go. But um bum bum. Where is it? Looking for it, right? Let's see. Iowa. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Yeah. Yeah. Nikki Haley. Uh, you don't have a whole lot to worry about in Iowa. That, that's why she can say that stuff. Because right now we're looking at uh, New Hampshire, Trump plus 21, Trump plus 30 in Nikki Haley's own state of South Carolina. Iowa, Trump plus 32, Nevada, Trump plus 52. Oh, my gosh. It just gets I mean, it just gets worse from there. So, no, she doesn't have a whole lot, lot to worry about. There is no way. No way. Now, remember, this is a woman that said you should not call illegal aliens illegal. But let's keep in mind, these people that are wanting to come here, they want to come for a better life, too. They have kids, too. They have a heart, too. They, so we don't need to be disrespectful. We don't need to talk about them as criminals. They're not. They're families that want a better life, and they're desperate to get here. So, they're not criminals. Even though the first act that they commit when they get to our border is to break the law, not criminals. Okay, okay, Nikki Haley. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show, News Talk 98.9 WRD, the voice of the Carolinas. Ladies and gentlemen, according to my weather app, we have a 5% chance of snow tonight. Quick, everyone, go get your milk, eggs, and bread, because we're making French toast tomorrow, baby. 
5%. It is not going to snow tonight. No, I mean, no, 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 no. But that's what my weather app says. All right, welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. It is going to be cold tonight, though, getting down to about 26. So um, make sure you take care of all your plants and your animals and yourselves and your pipes and all of that stuff. Um, going to get chilly. All right, GS Plumbing Talk Line, 800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, 71307. Why do we do that? Why, why do we go get milk, eggs, and bread? Why don't we go get, like, Oreos? I mean, if you're going to be snowed in, wouldn't you rather just, what would you rather have? You know, like I said, French toast, scrambled eggs. What, where's the bacon in that whole thing? You ought to, we ought to add bacon to the list of that. Definitely the Oreos. You know, some good stuff. <laughs> Quick, go to Bojangles. Get that big family dinner pack. That would be one thing to do. Anyway, there you go. All right, so talking uh, more about the border, we've got all of those people from uh, Congress um, that are down at the border, and they're talking about what's going on. Do you really think they're going to shut the government down? I mean, even, I mean, Mike Johnson was asked about that while he was at the border, and he kind of got a little, uh, I don't know, angered about it? Because, uh, and again, this is, this is a problem that I have. The Democrats aren't shy. They're, they're not shy. Remember when, when, when Schumer stood there on, on the Capitol steps and said, you, you, Gorsuch, and you, Kavanaugh, you have reaped the wind. You're going to sow the world wind or however he put it and all of that. And then, he, you, know, and then you get Schumer going on, on uh, there and saying that the, they've got uh, uh, six ways of Sunday getting back at you, the intelligence community. Um, they're not shy. But it does seem like the Republicans are very shy. I, I would throw that across the bow. If something isn't done to shut down our border, good luck. Good luck to you. I mean, it, 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 it's been said that, that if the government shut down, you and I, we, we would hardly even notice it. Now, Washington, D.C. would be a mess, but hell, who cares? I mean, that's their business. That's what they're into. Notice the world doesn't come to a stop when the Teamsters go on strike. The world doesn't come to a stop when the teachers go on strike. None of that, you know, even the garbage men. Is it inconvenience? Inconvenient? Of course it is for a little while. But, but boy, that's, uh, we get over it, don't we? So a reporter angered House Republicans with questions on uh, who will vote to shut down the government. Let's take a listen to that. Sir, will, uh, can we see, see a show of hands? Who will vote to shut down the government? No, we're not going to do show of hands. Uh, we're not in a classroom. We're not doing show of hands. Well, no, here's, the, here's the deal on, well, the, on the shutdown. We're, we are working hard to uh, get the appropriations bills done. And the resolve that, uh, of this group and that you've seen with our votes and, and carrying over and crushing the Christmas omnibus fever as we did with our laddered approach and the two-step CR, we have until mid-January, you have until early February to get the approach bills done. Gutless. That's gutless. You know what? I, I, my hand would have shot the hell right up. Shoot me. I'm, I'm here. No, no. I, I muscled my way in right behind Mike Johnson going, me, I'm the guy. I'm the guy that's going to shut down the government if they don't do something about this. Count on my vote. I'm the one. Yay, right here. Me. I'd have had a T-shirt. Shut it down. That would have been me. 
Why are they so scared? What are they afraid of? Immigration is a huge issue with voters right now. Immigration is affecting everybody. Everybody. But listen to this. Why do we have this problem? Why do we have this problem? I'll tell you one of the reasons right after we talk to Ron in Moore, see what is on his mind. Ron, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing fine today, Charlie. Yes, sir. But I, I just got, I just got one quick comment to make, and you know, uh, you know, I mean, I listen to Terror, and uh, you know, the, why do they have to fly out there on a plane to look at it? It's been going on for what? How long now? <laughs> what a great point! What a great point! Yeah. Oh. I'm just I saying, it's not like it it's mean, not like Bill Malugin isn't isn't doing reports from the border for Fox News every single day, and they can see it. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good point. It really is. So, but you know what? They're there, and 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 maybe they are seeing it firsthand. But uh, but that's a really good point, Rod. I appreciate you calling in, buddy. Thank you so much. So, um, <laughs> that is crazy. But anyway, they're there. They're not committing to shutting down the government. Timmons did. Say something about that. Not only this morning on Terry's show, he also said it yesterday on my show um, right here. But here's one of the real big problems. Our border is not an accident. What is going on at our border? This didn't just happen. This isn't the ebb and flow like Corrine Jean-Pierre says it is. Oh, no, 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 no. This is by design. There is a huge network of non-governmental organizations, NGOs, and they are behind the large-scale illegal alien invasion that is occurring every single day at our southern border. Illegal aliens are receiving maps or mass migration blueprints that show them how to break into America through Mexico using the most likely to be effective border crossings known to exist. And there, and there they are. They're right there. There are those maps. This is where you go. This is how you get there. The collapse of the U.S. southern border is the result of a carefully planned and deliberately executed industrial mass migration program. It is. It's a program. It's Not only is it a program, it's an industry. And who are these NGOs? One of the better-known NGOs that is helping with illegal aliens coming into our uh, our uh, uh, country is Doctors Without Borders. That's right. In Mexico, they're known as Medicos Sin Fronteras in Spanish. Doctors Without Borders is handing out these blueprints or maps to the caravans full of illegals who are coming up from Central and South America Another NGO working along Doctors Without Borders to fuel the illegal invasion into the United States is the United Nations International Organization of Migration, IOM. They also have their own version of these blueprints. The Red Cross is also distributing maps similar to these, showing how illegal aliens can get into this country easier. How about that? How about that? And there's another NGO. Now, there's a brand new NGO that is teaming up to welcome immigrants into the U.S., and they're raising a lot of money. And we're talking about immigrants from Cuba, Haiti, Venezuela, Ukraine, Nicaragua, going to be flown into communities all across the country. Guess who is heading this up? Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? 
Obama, Clinton, and George W. Bush. Welcome.us is their non-governmental organization. It was initially launched to work with President Joe Biden's administration. Imagine that. A former so-called Republican president in George W. Bush working with the Biden administration to facilitate some of the 85,000 Afghans who came into the U.S. in 2021 and 2022. Now they're expanding. They're expanding. Welcome.us is also, not surprisingly, linked to billionaire George Soros and his Open Society Foundation through some of the board members sitting on their National Welcome Council. Now, Miles for, for Migrants and American Express Global Business Travel are reportedly teaming up with Welcome.us to raise money for migrants from Cuba, Haiti, Venezuela, Ukraine, and Nicaragua to be flown to communi- communities all across the, the United States. And they're being headed up by Obama, Bill Clinton, and George W. Bush. Uh, not surprising. We'll be right back. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. So the Florida Surgeon General has called for a halt on all mRNA jabs. Every single one of them. It doesn't matter if it's for COVID or for the flu or for uh, toenail fungus. It does not matter if it's for if it has if it's an mRNA jab. Uh, he's doing away with it, and and good for him, good for him. Because you guys remember, you remember when these people were were telling us that oh, once you get the jab, oh, well that just that stops every oh everything stops. It stops right there with you. But does it? Well, apparently not. Because Joy Behar, <laughs> Joy Behar has just announced that, yeah, she got the COVID. Yep, that's right. Well, wait a minute. Where is it? 2024, the FBI warned we're going to see a record level of disinformation. Mm-hmm. We're going to see yes. fakes. We're going to see mm-hmm. AI affecting the outcomes of our or trying to impact our elections. People need to be smart about what they share. But it's not just your crazy though, this is a, a lot of it is new. I mean, ever since Miss Alternative Facts yes. and Elon Musk with uh, his the Twitter thing and yeah. uh, who else? That Zuckerberg. These people don't have any conscience about what well, goes out this is to the public. I'm saying to you, she does yeah. not have a makeup line. No. She's not quitting the. I wish the I did to do it. Yeah. So now someone will come and offer you one. Did, but it's important for people to know. Island too. Well, it's, no, my name yeah. goes around. It's those. important for people to <laughs> to recognize what is satire, and it's important for the people who put these sites out to say in big bold writing, "This is satire." But besides that time, Whoopi, I mean, look at what's happening with these anti-vax people. You know, I said this the other day. I have been boosted and boosted and boosted. So I got COVID. It does not prevent you from getting COVID, but you don't die from it. Right. And- well, I, well, first of all, that's BS. That's total BS. And we all remember when the Democrats were telling us, oh, no, once you get co- once you get the vaccine, then then this virus stops with you. But it didn't. So then when they were like, okay, well, all right, well, maybe it doesn't stop with you, but uh, but you can't give it to anybody else. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, okay, fine. Well, you can give it to somebody else, but but uh, but but they won't get really sick from it. Well, that's no, okay, fine. Well, they'll get sick, um, but but you won't go to the hospital. Okay, fine, you'll go to the hospital, but you won't die 
okay, you 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 could die from it, and you could die from uh, myocarditis, and you could die from all of these other things. And they have just lied to you from day one. And they continue. They were, these these biddies on the View. They continue to tell tell you they are the main the main distributors of of, of disinformation. They're the ones. These women are the ones that are putting it out there. And, you know, here we've got uh, Katie Hopkins. You know, she did a report from The Lancet that excess deaths in Great Britain are are through the roof, mainly in young men. And they're dying of heart attacks for no reason whatsoever. These these are normally healthy young men who are now dying of heart attacks. And here's the thing. They didn't even know they had a problem. And we're seeing more and more of this happen every single day. They had no idea that they even had a problem until guess what? Until they died. I want to play for you this clip from Katie Hopkins because I just think the world of her. Here we go. For my old employers, boys at The Sun, men online, Fox News, BBC, LBC, on excess deaths, where are you? And who is paying for your silence? It's in the Lancet in black and white. Men online, Martin, these are the headlines that we used to eat up for breakfast. It's screaming out. Excess deaths in England alone are higher than at any time in five years and then way back in history. Just print the graph. It screams out that people are dying off inexplicably. First six months of 2023, 28,000 excess deaths, more deaths than would be expected, particularly in young and middle-aged males. And the main cause of death written here in The Lancet, in black and white, don't take my word for it, is heart conditions, 47% unexplained, inexplicable heart conditions. And, you know, in the 50 to 64 age group, just in a 13 month period after COVID, after the pandemic, uh, heart diseases, 44 percent higher, 44 percent higher. And still you're not talking about it. And these people are dying in their homes because they didn't know they were ill or sick and they didn't know something malevolent in their system was going to kill them. Yep. And she's right. Who is paying for their silence? Let's go to Reed in Pickens and talk to him. Reed, welcome to the program. How you doing? Good. Well, what I have to say is not near as serious as that. But uh, just the other day, uh, well, three weeks ago, I was home taking care of my mother. Uh, my brother and his entire family of, of four mm-hmm. um, all had COVID. And so uh, they took their test. You know, they all had COVID. And um, they've all had vaccinations, I think four. They've all had four vaccinations. Wow. And this is, this is the second time all of them have had COVID. One of them, I think, has had COVID three times. Wow. The daughters got it first, gave it to the parents, you know. And so we're talking about stuff. And I told my brother, I said, you know, I, uh, I never took any vaccinations at all. And I think I had COVID once. Yeah. And uh, it lasted about three days and it was done. No big deal. And uh, you guys have had COVID 
twice to all of you, and you've had all these vaccinations. Looks to me like they don't work. Yeah, exactly you know, right. Like hearing that. You're right. Oh, I bet, anyway, that, that, I, bet that. That, I bet that shut that conversation down. Reed, I appreciate you calling in, buddy. Thank you very much. Got to take a break here. It's the Charlie James Show. News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.